Greetings, this is Pastor Haley Ratliff from Agape House in Hinton, West Virginia. Today I want to talk to you about the possibility of having hope in the midst of uncertainty. You know, 2020 was a very difficult year for me, as I'm sure it was for many of you. It was the year that my heart was spiritually broken and not in a good way. My faith was shattered and I thought I had lost all hope. As 2020 came to a close, I began to question who God was, was He even real, and if He was, how could He have abandoned us? When Monica asked me to take this session of voices, my first instinct was to, de- was to politely decline, but then I heard this still, small voice say to me one word, hope. That ignited the smallest little flame in me, and so began my journey back to faith and hope. Faith and hope are defined in the dictionary as follows. Faith is confidence or trust in a person or thing, or a belief not based on proof. And hope is an optimistic attitude of mind based on expectation or desire. Faith says it is so now, and hope says in the future it could happen. One cannot have hope without faith. When a person has hope, They have faith because they hold a belief that says, I believe that the future will be better. While they have no grounds to prove the hopeful assumption, they have faith in it. While faith without hope is possible, hope without faith is not. The Bible says in Hebrews 11.1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The very essence of faith is having confidence in what we cannot see. The context for faith has always been the unknown, and yet it is in times of uncertainty that having faith can feel impossible. Picture this scene. A small town girl lies awake in her bed staring at the ceiling. An old rotator fan swings around providing the white noise she uses to fight off her anxiety. Suddenly she springs to life pulling out a small case packed with her essentials. She empties the container under her bed full of tips and the last year's salary and rushes out of the house. Now at the train station she gingerly buys a one-way ticket and promises to never look back. The scene ends with a camera shot of our protagonist with her head against a train window, her eyes bright. But what happens next? I used to love scenes like that. I used to love how liberating it looked to just decide to do something and not turn back. As a child, I had fanciful ideas of booking one-way tickets to places. I would think about packing up and starting fresh suddenly and romantically, much like the movies I had seen. But my fanciful ideas were arrested every time by the same thought. But what would happen next? Would I be like those who flourished, having sweet chance encounters with helpful characters along the way? Or would I run into trouble realizing that that the grass was in fact no greener on the other side? Uncertainty has the potential to propel us or paralyze us. Living with a dependency on certainty can rob us of the joys of discovery. Thankfully, no matter the circumstance, God has seen our tomorrow. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. 
plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and future. Jeremiah 29.11 This verse is found in one of the most interesting stories in the Bible. The book of Jeremiah retells the story of the Israelites being taken from their promised land and put into captivity. Captured by the Babylonians and forced to live in a foreign land, the Israelites struggled to believe that things would ever get better. What was certain was their sadness, their loss, and their anguish. Hope and freedom was an outcome too distant from what they saw around them. Jeremiah the prophet had the unenviable task of sharing God's instructions to Israel through this difficult time. God's promise to give Israel a hope and a future was given in the midst of their exile. He encouraged them not to be dismayed by the trouble they saw and the uncertainty of what was next. Much like the Israelites, when we go through times of difficulty or uncertainty, it's easy to see that verse as a defunct promise. I can remember holding situations up to God and demanding that He reconcile the brokenness or hurt I experienced with His so-called hope and future. The disappointment of past seasons can make trusting God feel impossible. But God asks us to put our trust in His character, not the outcome of our circumstances. Trusting God and having faith go hand in hand. Jesus wept at the tomb of Lazarus, knowing that seconds later he would raise him from the dead. Why? Because God is compassionate. He is able to sympathize with our pain. Having faith during times of uncertainty did not stop me from being hurt or affected by disappointment. But through that disappointment, I was able to experience the comfort and compassion that is found in God. As we discover more about God's character, trusting Him becomes much easier. Having faith in God means trusting in a God who wept over His friend when He died, a God who sacrificed His life because of how much He loves us. The story goes that God did make good on His promises to Israel. He did bring them out of captivity like He said, and continue to keep His promises to Israel and to us even to this day proving that he is trustworthy. When we do not know what's next, it's easy to feel afraid. The possibility of the next circumstance being horrible or worse than before is reason enough for us to be fearful. However, our hope is not in what comes next. It is in a God who exists throughout time. Our hope is in a God who promises to give us hope and a future and one who works everything together for our good. We have faith because we are assured that God goes before us, seeing the beginning of a thing from its end. He knows every step we take and promises to be with us throughout. Without demonstrating faith and trust in God, we have no place with Him. We believe in God's existence by faith. Most people have a vague, disjointed notion of who God is, but lack the reverence necessary for His exalted position in their lives. These people lack the true faith needed to have an internal relationship with the God who, lives, who loves them. Our faith can falter at times, 
but because it is the gift of God given to his children, he provides times of trial and testing in order to prove that our faith is real and to sharpen and strengthen it. This is why James tells us to consider it pure joy when we fall into trials because the testing of our faith produces perseverance and matures us, providing the evidence that our faith is real. This was something I sorely needed to be reminded of. I don't ever want to lose my place with my Heavenly Father. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, but I know that He is with me, He loves me, and will protect me. He has never ever failed me. All I need do is seek His face. It's as simple as that. In these times of uncertainty, I choose to live one day at a time, knowing that even if my faith wavers, I still have hope. And this one truth remains. God is good. He is present. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek His face. I want to encourage all of you to just seek His face, to trust in the character that we know is God, and to enjoy the journey that is set before us. We don't know what the future holds, but He does, because He saw it from the end. I love you all. I bless you. In the name of Jesus, amen.